Happy New Year and welcome back in to a very special edition of the Rocky Mountain Hoops podcast today, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, TJ McBride from MileHighSports.com, your home for all Colorado sports, professional, uh, collegiate, or preps. You have everything you could ever hope for on that website. Like I said, we're going to have a very special podcast today to start out the new decade because I wanted to kind of take that, uh, do something cool to kind of just kick off the 2020s, which is apparently where we're at in this world nowadays. So with that being said, I reached out to Nugget small forward Will Barton III and his best friend Eric Simmons, who you will hear me refer to as E. Sosa throughout the entirety of the show. Uh, to just kind of have a very engaging, real, candid conversation about a multitude of different topics. We talked about Will Barton's struggles last season, his resurgence this season, how important music was as a therapeutic release for him, how important it was to be in the booth with, a, with his best friend, um, Sosa, who again was on the show and was a big part of it. Um, we talked about the fan interaction between players and between um, just fans themselves. We talked about the humanity of NBA players and and how that can be forgotten, and just so many topics, and it was just so awesome to have Will Barton so real and so uninhibited on this show, and there are a lot of moments in which fans are discussed, and I want to make it extremely clear that when I was sitting down with Will Barton, he was not trying to attack fans in any way. Will Barton was educated, and he was showing that these players are real people who have real problems, just like everybody else in this world. So I wanted to kind of preface it with that. Um, we're going to be getting into a whole lot of stuff, not just all off the court. You're going to hear some Michael Porter Jr. talk, some Michael Malone talk, and other things like that. So, you know, a quick take takeaways from the actual game because we recorded this podcast after the Nuggets had beaten the Kings. So I found it a very revealing conversation and I hope you guys do as well. So happy new year, happy new decade. We're going to take our first quick break to give you a word from Untuck It, who is the presenting sponsor of this show. And then we're going to jump right into to my conversation with Will Barton III and Isosa. Have you ever seen someone wear a button-down shirt and have it untucked? It usually looks pretty bad. Well, that is because the shirt was not meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. I'm short, I'm stubby, I'm not exactly the ideal shape of a man, so I'm trying to find the clothes that fit the exact right way is much more difficult than you would imagine, but that's where Untuck It comes in because they have more than 50 plus fit combinations and Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or you can visit one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again and their website is easy to use. They even have an entire page devoted to just helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's untuckit.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. 
So I am sitting up here after the Nuggets just got done beating who the, hell, the Kings tonight. <laughs> and I'm here with Will Barton and E. Sosa, one of his closest friends. And we're going to talk about all kinds of good stuff today. And I'm going to dive into it. But first, let's start with this game. Um, where are you at physically? Are you feeling like this is as good as you felt in a long time? Yeah, this is definitely the best I've felt in a long time. Probably since, uh, was that? Not, of course, not last year, but the year, <laughs> the year, the year before. Yeah. Defensively, you've taken a hell of a step forward. Uh, uh, what went into that? Uh, I, I just knew that with the team we're trying to become, trying to, you know, build that championship chemistry, that championship atmosphere around here. Uh, every team I've ever seen that won championship, they were one of the best teams in the league on the defensive end. So, um, I just wanted to take upon myself to be a better defender so it will help the team. How much of that is, is Malone? Like, it seems like you guys are almost, like, regurgitating his phrases so much that he's kind of gotten to the team. Does that feel like it's true? Yeah, that's kind of his DNA. That's been his DNA since he got mm -hmm. here. Uh, he's a defensive-minded coach. He's always been preaching defense, defense, defense. And I think as we as we, as we gotten better, um, you can see – you know, we're getting better each year on defense because, we, you know, we're trying to be one of those teams to, you know, get to the finals. All right, I don't talk about this game much more, but just Michael Porter Jr. real yeah, quick. Yeah. What does it mean for him to have a start like that and finally get out there and get 26 minutes or whatever it was and play so well tonight? Yeah, uh, this is what I expected. Yeah? I, I talked to him before the game. Just told him to go out there, don't even, you know, think too much. Um, just play with energy. You, you're so talented. Everything else is going to fall in place if you play the right way. I mean, he can shoot it. He can drive it. Um, he's a scorer, and he's 6'10 with, with, with the ability to put the ball on the floor and, and shoot. So if he just plays the right way and play with energy, I mean, it's going to find you. It's going to find you, and you're going to play good. And I think he did a real good job of that tonight. Perfect. I'm done with the game. I don't want to talk about basketball. I'll talk about this because uh, your guys' relationship is something that's really interested me because you're loyal to a fault and the whole protect the family part of your life is so important to both of you. People don't know what that is. People don't understand necessarily. It's, you know, it's three letters to a lot of people. What is protect the family? What does it mean to both of you guys? Well, to me, I mean, it started like since we were kids, really. I mean, man, we grew up together. We used to sleep in each other's house, sleep in the same bed. Um, you know, his mom is like my mom. My mom is like his mom. We like real tight. Um, and, you know, we grew up in the Sedonia, in an area called Sedonia, we call it CA. And that's where it originated from. I mean, we've been hanging together since he probably about 12, 13. He's a little younger than me. I probably like 14. Um, and, you know, I knew basketball would take me a lot of places, and it would make me meet a lot of different people, and some people that, that would be in my life forever. So once I got to college, I couldn't just call it CA no more because we would, you know, bring people in our family that wasn't even from our area, and that's what made me come up with, you know, PTF, because you know you can be from anywhere. You ain't got to be from our hood to, you know, be friends with us, and we getting, we getting so tight-knit with these people, we had to switch the name. Mm -hmm. Basically, these, some of these people we meet is becoming brothers to us. Like, we got members now that's outside of our neighborhood. I knew it would get bigger than, you know, where it started, just because I knew basketball would take me places and all over the world. And, you know, I'm a cool guy. I really connect with a lot of different people, and it couldn't just stay locally. It couldn't just stay locally. Mm -hmm. What do you think? 
Uh, for me, it's just like accountability for one another, for each other, you know what I mean? Just staying tight within each other and making sure we, we all flourish together, you know what I mean? Yeah. We all reach these new heights together, you know what I mean? So, you know, when we first started it, you know, like you said, we grew up together, so we already had that, that bond for each other, you know what I mean? So as he grew, we grow, you know, so when he take out I've, you know, he take it from Memphis to Portland to here. He's encountering a lot of different people when he bring this in all together. You know, he's the head of the family. So we are just the chains and the links within each other. Being in, you know, tougher neighborhoods, it's rare that you cross neighborhoods like that. And you bring people in because you, you build a foundation, right? Like, mm-hmm. you build a support system and something stable. How hard is it to kind of, like, let go of that and go out there and bring in other people? Is that, was, was that unique? To you guys, both of you? With me, I mean, I'm kind of like, if you ain't really doing this from the jump, it's hard to get in. Yeah. But with me moving so much, like when when I was just home and be moving to high school there, it was easy to just keep being that way. Because mm-hmm. like, all right, I know who my day one friends, I know who been with me from the jump. But then I go to, you know, Brewster, a prep school, mm-hmm. far away from Baltimore my senior year. And it's like, you know, I can't just be in this box. Like, I'm going to be lonely. So I'm meeting new people upon the way. Like, one of my best friends, Steve, he went to mm-hmm. Brewster with me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we we there together for a year. I can't just close myself out because I'm going to be unhappy. So you get to, you know, meet different people. And we having this, you know, bond. And they, my like Sosa, my friends, they trust my judgment. I ain't going to really bring nobody around that's... Yeah. Got the same vibes up. They didn't have to necessarily grow up the same way, come from the certain struggles we did. But if if I connect with you and bond with you, it got to be special. It got to be different. So they trusted my judgment when I bring people like that around. Right. And now all of us becoming, you know, one big family from just, you know, like he said, then you go to Memphis. Yeah. And I got one of my closest friends from there, Carlos. And the same. It's like we meeting people, we meeting people, but... I'm not letting nobody in unless it's, you know, it's genuine and it's real. Like I said, it's not like I'm meeting 10 people and I'm bringing them all in. I might bring this person from this spot to this spot, but it's a reason. Yeah. It's a reason because they're not there with me. Now my day one friends not there with me every day and I have to connect with someone else. Yeah. Or I'm just going to be living this lonely life and that's not who I am. Protect the family. It's not just building each other up. It's keeping you guys from doing bad shit. It's keeping you guys from the wrong decisions as well, right? Yeah. So when you find people that are outside of that circle, that helps you in that regard. Is that fair to say at that point? Because you're bringing in different perspectives. You're bringing in different kinds of people, and that keeps things fresh. It keeps you moving forward to a degree. Is that what it comes down to, the protective family? It's not just building, but it's keeping you guys together. Yeah, Is that fair? Definitely trying to keep us together, trying to, like he said, like so said, just motivate each other to flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care what your background is and, you know, where you came from. It might be somebody that came from a tough tough beginners like me or you had different beginners, just the mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as we got the same mindset, we trying to, you know, provide for yourself and your family. I can rock with you no matter, you know, your race, anything of that nature. And this brings us to Lou, which yep. I my condolences to both of you guys and everybody who was affected by the passing of him. Um, I don't want to hammer this because, I mean, you, you've talked about this with Harrison the other day, which was a great story. Um, but what did he represent to PTF? What was it that he embodied that made him so important to so many people? 
He had the best energy. His Man, energy. Man, I hear this from so yeah. many. Everybody that I've asked, everyone's like that energy. Energy you know unmatched. He just was a good person. He had a good soul. He was another one. Like I took him everywhere with me. He was. He used to be on our road him. trips. He hang with me. A couple of my teammates met him. Different people where I'm at. He's meeting, and they they fall in love with him. They liking him because he just a good person, and he he just bring this. He pumping you up. He he wrapping you up. You know what I mean? He giving you confidence and and um he just you know real real close to us. I let Sosa talk, but to me like this somebody I used to take bath with when I was five years mm-hmm. old. Like this not this is real family Man. for me. So it's it's like different. It's different to have that bond with him from that time to all the way to now. We grown men, and I just. Took him with me on this journey. It's gonna to be tough not to have him with me because he was with me like a lot. Yeah, he's very, very special. You know, one of those guys that you know he light up the room. He is the room. You know what I mean? That's why it's very, very important. Right. It's very important. You know that when we did do the EP together, that he was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To inject that confidence into us. You know what I mean? Keep us up. Keep us going. You know what I mean? When the room would get stagnant. You know what I mean? He's there to bring that energy. It's just. Just one of those guys, man. It's one of those special people that you'll never get another one. Everybody mm-hmm. has those dark moments like you talk about, like imposter syndrome or whatever the hell you want to phrase it as. To have someone that bright, that is just always oozing confidence, can you keep that with you after losing somebody like that? Is that something that you don't actually lose that kind of energy? You can keep that within you? Um, I mean, this experience in him is like you got to keep it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to keep it. it, it It'll never be the same, you know, without him. But it's like there's too many memories of him, too many thoughts of him to to lose that. You know what it's, I mean? It's how you keep him alive. Mm-hmm. Man, I appreciate you guys talking about it. I know it's not easy, so I definitely appreciate that. Um, when you were recording your album, when you were there with Sosa in the, in the studio and he was there, that was a tough moment in your life leading up to it. Um, is it safe to say that basketball has always been your solace, a place you found safety or comfort or whatever you whatever word you want to use for that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, from the beginning, though, it's been like that from the beginning with me. Uh, basketball took me out of my environment mentally. Like, growing up, I didn't even feel like I didn't have a lot because of basketball. Like... It, it always had me think about my future, so I wasn't even really thinking about exactly what was going on. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, for sure. it made me happy when I could have been sad. It was a distraction you loved. Yeah, like, it, was it wasn't just that you trying to like get away, but yeah. you dove into something you yeah. cared about yeah. and built something from Anytime it. Anytime I had a problem, I could just lean on that to take my mind off something and just dive, dive into that for two, three hours, however long I'm doing what I'm doing in basketball. You were, when you spoke to us, the first time after your injury, you were still hurt, but you had a moment where you spoke to media. You were very open with the mental struggles that you dealt with in that time. How important are the two people here right now that were able to be rocks for you, to be stable, and to be able to add what basketball gave you when you didn't have basketball? Yeah, well, my girl, she always did. Uh, you know, she take care of me. Um, whatever I need, she really there for me, handling anything I need off the court. I was food, getting clothes out, taking care of the house, holding that down, um, just trying to make life easier for me. So I appreciate and love her for that. She always, she always doing that, especially when she see that, you know, I'm down. She going really out the extra. She going the extra mile, ask me a mile, okay, all day, like especially like last two days, last two nights. Like it's hard for me to sleep. It's just 
hard for me to really get out of bed till like I ain't really get out of bed today till it was game time. So I had to head to the arena. She putting up with all that. And she got her own life. So you know that's tough. But she doing it. So I always appreciate that. And so so I mean we so close. Like I call him my twin now. We talk every day. It really it's not like a day me and him don't talk. Text, phone call, FaceTime, like literally I'm talking to him every day. So me and him solid. He kind of, we kind of think the same. We got one of those crazy work ethics. Both our imaginations are wild. That's why he flourishing. Like, it, it, it's crazy. It, it's really crazy. And me and him bounce like ideas off one another, whether it's for his career, my career, or just anything we really see. I need, like, he one of the closest people in my life right now. I need him. So it's like, they doing a lot for me right now. What was your perspective, Sosa, of when he was going through all of this? Um, I just know he needed us, you know what I mean? Because, like, when you have your main thing in basketball and you can't do it, then it's like you get distraught, you know, and you don't know, like, what is life, you know what I mean? So it's like I felt like it was important for us to be there for him and make sure he know, like, we here for you, you know what I mean, no matter what, you know what I mean, through ups, downs, no matter what, we still going to be here. And then work through it using music. Yeah. How important was that? Like, I know it's easy to say, like, music saved me. Like, everybody uses cliches like that, but how important was producing that EP with Sosa? It was real important because I'm stepping in, you know, uncharted waters. I never recorded music. I, you know, don't really know a lot about being in the studio, making songs, and, you know, coming up with stuff like that. So you're already not confident. So to have someone I trust, you know what I mean, that's gonna keep real with me, but at the same time boost my confidence. I just, you know, just go off on me and stuff like that. I need that. Like I said, when I'm doing anything real intimate, I gotta have people around that I trust or I'm not gonna be the same. I'm not even gonna be able to be able to put the same effort in. And then he wasn't just one of my close friends, then he know music. He like studied. Mm -hmm. He he people gotta understand he just don't make music. He really studied studied the industry. So it's like, I got a real genius on my hand helping me with this. Yeah. So that made me like real confident. Anytime, I mean, I'm going over lyrics I done wrote down. We going through them together. He like put this in there. I'm in the booth trying to, you know, come up with my flow, how I'm a sound, how I'm a rap. And I'm saying stuff. He like, yo, say it this way. Say it with more confidence. Don't try to sound like me. Sound like yourself. Find yeah. your voice. And I need, I needed that. I need that. And your confidence yeah. doesn't really go away. Like, yeah. you are a confident individual, yeah. but when you were struggling playing and there was all that, you know, yeah. fan dinner stuff yeah. and the booze and all that, to go to a place to where you weren't confident that was separate from basketball, yeah. did that allow you to learn how to deal with those issues that were new, it seemed like, for you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, that's why I was happy I did the whole EP thing because it was like, it was just something brand new for me to, to, to challenge myself and challenge my brain and to just, you know, go through something new. Go through something new. Like, it was like, I never, I loved that experience. It was good days in there where it was easy and it was days like Sosa tell you, I'm in there and he know I'm so competitive, I want to get the <laughs> shit right. And... I'm getting mad in there. I'm like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, anybody who know me know I'm like that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, once I put my mind to it, I'm doing it now. It gotta be right. It gotta be how I want it. Well, that's how you got here. That's where you're at right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. And so to know that, so to have him in there with me, he to have somebody understand your drive and your vision is rare. So you gotta keep them people close to you. So it was like working with him was just like, man, 
and and I get inspired by his. I listen to his music. Like he knows that I know his lyrics. No, I really listen to him. He inspired me. I remember when he first told me he was about to rap when we was young, and I'm like, what? Come on, man. Like, because everybody back home was like yeah. trying to rap, and he had never expressed to us that he even liked rapping. Like, we all listen to music, we all talk mm-hmm. about music, but he had never even expressed it. And then I would be like, yo, I'm gonna start rapping. I'm like, man, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. But once I seen he was serious about it, and now I'm seeing his growth, and he getting better and better, he inspired me. <laughs> Musically. You like, know what's funny huh? is that he said the same thing about you when we were talking before this. He was like, you know, we'll hit me up to rap. I was like, ah, okay, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see what it's about. And then you were real about it, yeah. and you guys did something with it. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny to hear you guys literally say almost the same mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. despite not even being in the same room. Um, the chemistry. Man. Yeah. The truth, too. It's yeah. just the truth. It's just facts. Yeah, when yeah, when yeah, things are what they are, yeah. it is what it is. But... What was it like for you to see him in the booth? Because you told me when we talked last time about your album that like your people were surprised by what you were letting out in this music. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was just a surreal moment. Another surreal moment for me, it was just like, you know, we here. Because he was there when I used to record in my living room. Mm-hmm. You know, so we t- took it to these heights and actually producing the EP for him, it was like amazing. You know what I mean? And the work, the work ethic that he put into it. Mm-hmm. He was serious about it. You know, it wasn't like lollygagging about it. It was just like, I'm here, I want to do this. You know, he took the time out to learn and study the game. You know, like, I kind of compare it to, you know, when you in the lab with his trainer. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're doing reps, you're doing the same move over and over and over and over again. So it's like, when you're in the booth, you might be saying the same line over and over mm-hmm. and over again. So like you said, sometimes when you get mad and angry because mm-hmm. you're not saying it right, you're not putting the right emphasis on it. It's the same thing, you know what I mean? So I try to tell them that to find that common balance, you know, that, that safe place of, it's not too foreign uh, from what you know. You know what I mean? For sure. So um, it was just an amazing experience just to actually do this. When's the last time that you guys actually got to work on the same project together? Because you guys are separate in what you guys do, like despite how close you two are, but like you with fashion, with Trap Symphony, and then doing your music, and then you in basketball, that takes up all of your guys' time. Have you guys been able to collaborate on anything like this before? Before? Yeah, before like, the before album. Before we did the EP? Yeah. Uh, I want to say collaborate. I'm, like, and I mean, he's a real music, rapper. Just in, so, not even music, just yeah, building something, yeah, any kind of project that you yeah. guys had in place. Well, musically, he's a real rapper. Yeah. So, But he trusts my judgment in rap because, you know, I listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. So anytime he about to drop something, he'll send it to me first, like the raw part. I'm like, yo, that sound good, or you need to do this over, and he'll listen to me. As far as just life, like I said, we collaborate every day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we got some stuff cooking right now. We working on together. Like I said, we talk every day. We sending each other pictures of certain things. We having FaceTime meetings, phone calls, text, whatever. And, like, we just we just create. Like, even with his own, you know, clothing line. He Like I said, he send me stuff. He know I can dress. I like to dress. So mm-hmm. He send me stuff. And like, yo, you like this? You don't like this? Woo-dee-woo. And we talk like that. Same thing with basketball. If... You know, he sees something, he'll hit me and be like, yo, look at this or look at that or just checking on me. You know, you in the slump, how you feeling? And he not just checking on the gang because he knows the gang come easy for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It's like your mental art. Yeah. Like you're going well, he something. knows why you struggle from time to time. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's not just mm-hmm. that, you know, shots don't fall. There's yeah. a reason behind things. Sure, That's man. super interesting. What, at what point did the thought come into your head to make music? 
Is it, is it all from him? Is this really like the basis of? I'm not gonna really? say all from him, but like he's the first person I ever told about it. You okay. get what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, he he made it real. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, just like a fun real. idea. Uh, yeah. I had thoughts. I had thought, I ain't gonna lie. I probably had thoughts about actually making music for like the last what three years, mm-hmm. like joking, jokingly at first. Cause like I said, I'd be listening to him like, damn, that's hard. <laughs> but, like, listen to my some like my, some of my favorite rappers, or just listen to music, or not even just rap. Like he'll tell you, mm-hmm. my girl tell you, like I just like music. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. be listening to him, Future, and then the next day I'm listening to fucking Sabrina Claudio. <laughs> yeah. like, Jill Scott uh, was in the locker room. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm listening sure. to the music. Yeah. So me listening to so much music is helping me with my life. I'm like, damn, what could help me with my life more besides telling my own story? You get what I'm saying? For sure, for like, sure. So I'd be like, damn, I think I'm and I live an exciting life. Yeah, for sure. And but then you built life. a new path from that music. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I wanted to say I wanted to talk about it. That was yeah. when I was just, you know, Living that just part of the site, like then 10 when on I the start, hundred on the wrist. Yeah, <laughs> real. Yeah. Like this is this is honest my life. And then once I went through something tough for me in my personal life, it was like I want to release this. I want to release this off my brain because it's not healthy to keep keeping it inside. It's like I don't. Like I told him I don't trust no no therapist, so it's hard to just. Yeah. And I ain't about to write no diary all, mm-hmm. all day. Write my film, so it's like, what's next? Music. Yeah. And that's the mm-hmm. thing is that like you know there's a whole lot of talk about mental health in the NBA. Yeah. Like DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love on opposite yeah. of the spectrum from like different kinds of people even, but it's not just you there's one answer to any of this and you found that therapy mm-hmm. in music. Mm-hmm. And what I find so interesting is that the album itself, the chronological order of the tracks was literally you turning a page, it felt like. Like you were literally stepping into a new segment of your life. And do you feel like you lived up to that now? Like I know it's early. I know that it's like you know, we're only like five months through or whatever. But do you feel like you're on that path that you wanted to be on? Definitely. 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 Uh a lot of the stuff a lot of stuff I used to do, I don't really do too too much. Uh trying to break oh, Bad habits, old habits that's been with me for a long time now. But I'm definitely making the stuff. I'm definitely getting better. A lot of the stuff I used to do, I don't do it all no more. Or it's limited. It's limited. And, you know, we was going through the track list. That's the whole thing. We wanted to make it like each song. We going from song to song. Like you said, I wanted to be like, okay, I see where he was doing this song. Now he's here in this song. And it's going in order to let you see that. I'm trying to go to a whole different place yeah. in my life. Well, to overly simplify it, it started unexpected, it yeah. was big thrill shit, and then yeah. you prevailed. Like, yeah. that was literally the step that you yeah. took. Yeah. How much did that album impact your play? Like, I know it seems like they don't really necessarily connect, but mentally, it has to help. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those I was having in my head, I got to just release mm-hmm. and get out and say. So now it's like, I just got a free mind. I ain't got to worry about certain things, certain thoughts. It's like, is over with. Before the album Sosa, mm-hmm. when he was going through with all the different things that were happening, mm-hmm. what was your perspective of how he was being perceived? Um, I didn't like it at all, of right? Of course, yeah. I didn't like it, but it was just... <laughs> of course you mean. If you said that I it was mean, cool, I'd be a whole other conversation like to have all of a No, nah, man, because <laughs> I actually... <laughs> <laughs> but I know he ain't lying. That's why I'm laughing. No, it's like, real. Like, he's like, I didn't like that. Oh, I know he did. <laughs> yeah. That's funny to me. But it's good to like see these things because people, like they look at NBA players as like deities. Like They're like not human to a lot of these exactly. people. Exactly. And, like exactly. This shit is hard. And like to hear it from you, mm-hmm. like that means something. Because like, it's, it's crazy because I know how hard he works. Yeah. I know how much he puts into his craft. And it's just like, 
you know, they act like when he first came, it was just like he was a new spark for Denver. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, he came in playing bad or anything. Like, he'd been playing good from the jump. So he only started playing bad when he was hurt. And people don't realize, like, well, first off, he first game he had 20. Yeah. And then the second game, but by halftime, he had 14 already mm-hmm. before he got hurt. Yep. So honestly, what he's doing now, we would have seen last season. Yeah, it's like you told me before. Mm-hmm. It was like the defense was there last year in those mm-hmm. first games. Like, mm-hmm. the way it fit was there already. You know? So it was just like, they don't realize is that, no, that was his first major injury of not just, you know, NBA career, just his whole career in life, you know, that required surgery. So, and he missed, what, 40-something games? That's mm-hmm. half the season. So when you're coming back, when you're coming back to the flow, you trying to, you know, learn how to walk again, learn how to run again, you know what I mean? Really get back into the motion of things and find your rhythm. They damn near play off basketball mode. Yeah. So you you were that far a step behind. So you really got to catch up, and people don't people think it's like two K or something. You know he, <laughs> yeah, sure. he's it's back in the game and math now, equation. You know, <laughs> seriously, you know he's back in the lineup. So it's like okay, he's one hundred percent. He's ready to go. It's like no, you still have to find yourself. And I I just didn't it didn't sit well with me at all, man. Because it's like I actually you know I love the game as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like I know who he is yeah. as a basketball player, and for them to like do that, it was just like. And man, people be figuring out their mistakes real quick too. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's wild seeing how quickly fans are like, "Yeah, I was wrong, and I was really wrong." But fans are fans, man. Like people are going to flip back and forth. It is what it is with them. Um, but still, to see that success come from such a dark place, that resurgence, that is that something you've always kind of had in your arsenal? Is taking bad situations, whatever it may be, just a shitty hand that you've been dealt, and turn it into something great. Yeah, I've been like doing that? that my whole life. Yeah, that's where it mm-hmm. come from. Like mm-hmm. literally, like you guys are warriors from the man. jump. From the jump, mm-hmm. like I mean, I've seen a lot. I did a lot. People around me did a lot, mm-hmm. and it's like my whole thing is with it now. It's like fuck complaining. It's just like let's get to it, like. That's why I told I, me and him talk all the time. I ain't even going back and forth with you on no motherfucking Instagram. Mm-hmm. I ain't going back and forth with you on no motherfucking Twitter. I'm not about to tweet you back if you, you know, heckling me. I ain't about to be in my comments, comment back. Because with me, it's like, I'm going to just show and prove. And then I don't even want to let you see you won because most of the time people just want you to tweet them back on Instagram yeah, back. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, I got on the skin. I must have been. You know what I mean? With me, you don't get to me. Mm-hmm. Only people who get to me is. The people that's in my life, my immediate circle, they the only people feelings I care about. They the only people feel like I got an answer to them. I ain't got an answer to you. I'm not even entertaining shit. I'm not even, because most of the time these people don't even really know me. They yeah. don't even know what I come from and what the fuck I represent. They don't even know, like, I'm living a real life. Yeah. And we all are, but I'm saying, like, like, this shit is real for me. Like, yeah. if you understand what I'm trying to say, like, I do. Which they again, don't like, like you, but I'm saying they don't. I, I'm right. knowing yeah. this. Why am I even going to argue with you? Mm-hmm. That is a waste of my time. I'm not even going to argue with you. Like you said, what am I going to keep arguing with a fan for about my game when ever since I've been getting minutes, mm-hmm. I've been a good basketball player in the NBA. Yeah. I ain't got time to argue with you about that. If you want the proof, look at the numbers. Sure. I'm not about to keep going back and forth with you. You think I'm bad or this is it? Man, look at the numbers. Since I've been playing, I've been productive. Mm-hmm. What's Point the line? blank, period. 
Numbers never lie. Don't tell me. Just tell the critics. Just tell the critics. I ain't yep. about to keep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every time I had one bad game or a bad week or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. I'm not about to keep arguing with these people. I, I think it's so stupid when athletes do that. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you look at my coach, you ain't never seen me. And I get, yeah. when I used to have my Instagram, I used to have comments. Like, people show me love and there's people that hate, just like any basketball yeah. player. The difference between me, I'm not even entertaining that shit. How hard was it to get to that point? Because, like, I'm sure it was when you never first, hard. Ever, I'm trying to tell you. Ever. No, because I so had, many I, players do struggle with I that. I made a decision when I was young. Like, I'm taking everything that comes with this shit. Yeah. This, I'm doing this shit for me. When you ain't doing this for nobody, I'm not doing this for no fame. I'm not doing this for no fame. I play the game because I love it. I want to be one of the best to ever do it. And I'm providing for myself and my family. I never came into the game for no motherfucking fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And for no... Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand when players do that. Like, I'm not even wasting my time. I've always been this way. I've never, ever gone back and forth. For what? Just look it up. And even then, all it does is just backfire on you. Like, no fan's going to end up taking repercussions for that, but you guys end up having to as players, which is, you know, absolutely frustrating. We ain't going back and forth with none of them. I don't want this shit sound like I'm... Uh, I hate the fans. I got love for the fans. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's why the shit last year. That was the only reason why I hurt because yeah, I was a part of this shit when it was trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when we weren't winning nothing. Yeah. So that was the only reason why I hurt. But I got love for the fans. Ain't no well barking against the fans. Yeah. Oh, he's up with the fans, or he just asked the fans. I still sign autographs. I still take pictures. Oh, yeah. I still interact. Shit, man, your All nickname right. on basketball reference is Man of the People. Yeah, like, it is what right. it is. It just, yeah, it just, last year was just an experience, and I'm happy it happened because it put me back in a mindset of where I'm just relentless. Mm-hmm. I don't even give a fuck yeah. about, sorry, my life. I don't no, even no, no, care. No, no, no. I told him before he came in, like, you can talk as much as you want. No more. It was like, the relationship before it was like, like I, told, I tried to tell somebody, it's like, all right, with the fans, it was like, fans is. Like, damn, they're one of your parents. And yeah. you always want your parents to love you, no yeah. matter what, right? Yeah. That's the type of love I had for the fans. It's like, damn. So when, when they did that boring shit, it was like, damn, y'all slick. Yeah. Turned on me when I had a bad a bad day at school or mm-hmm. I did something wrong. Your parents ain't supposed to turn on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But, but I'm not about to complain about that. I took it. That happened. And now it's move on. It's yeah. go hoop. I can't be like... Oh man, the fans turned on me and never play good again. Hell no. I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. You were playing on concrete courts in Baltimore for fans. Like, that wasn't. That's what I'm trying to say. We outside playing all day in the summertime. Yeah. A thousand degrees outside. (laughs) Ain't eight weeks. White ass concrete making you blind by the way. Going to somebody's backyard, drinking some water hose. (laughs) Drinking out the water hose. We ain't. I ain't never did this for no fans. So it's like, it just opened my eyes up. It made me. Look at things a little different. And I needed that, but like I said, it ain't no. He complained about the fan. I I could care less. Is he you know love me, hate me? I just want to get. Back. I got back to that. Yeah. I got back this year. Made me get back into that mindset. It's either they some people gonna love me, some people gonna hate me. I gotta go out there and play my game. Yeah. I feel like when I first came back, we was winning, and I was just trying to want to fit in. Shit, not yeah. you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, like, not play not your game. To, yeah, not trying to piss nobody off. Like if we start losing, so they won't blame me. Right. Fuck that. Blame me. Praise me. You're going to get the same wheelbarn every night. 
and the locker room, they don't care. Like they, they know what you bring and like the, the camaraderie that you guys have in that yeah. locker room. It feels like it's special. It feels like you guys have something that's unique in that way. Yeah. Is that fair? Like it seems like shit. Tory, Tory Craig not getting the minutes that he would like, of course. So there's a lot of wings on this team who are trying to find yeah. minutes right now. Michael Porter Jr. has a put back dunk. He's the first dude out there dapping him up and giving yeah. him a hug. Like that's rare. And I feel like that's that is what can allow a lot of people to be like, I don't care about the fans. Like yeah. at least their perception of what is happening right now. We meet each other every day. Yeah. Are you with people? Every day you want to see them succeed, no matter like that would be where we from. We say that would be some clown shit for sure. Like mm-hmm. for me to be mad at Mike, Mike ain't deciding if Will getting in the game. Mm-hmm. He's a player, and I see him work hard just like anybody else. So I want him to succeed. I can't let what the fuck I'm going through not make me root for my teammate. That's just those are the values I learned from PTF. Like mm-hmm. right now, if if Sosa up. He getting a lot of money or he whatever. I gotta support that. I'm not about to hate on that for what? Like that's it's clown that's, shit. That's phony. It like is. I'm with mm-hmm. Mike and Tori and Malik and all all I got every day. I'm with them more than my family. Mm-hmm. So it's like we trying to win, ain't we? I want them to be able to provide for their family, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want these people broke. I don't want these people not getting no money. And no one want, no one's out here trying to get people to not like, get. Why would I not cheer for? Michael, why would I not cheer for Tory when they do something? I want them to cheer for me. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, yeah, ain't nobody doing that hate and shit. And I ask this because, like, fans don't know. Like, sometimes they just, like, hear this. That, like, you yeah. know, we are homies. Like, it's not like, oh, I ain't getting my They got to start looking minutes. at real life. And they will exactly. understand. That's what I'm saying. If you look at real life, you're going to understand. And not, they're going to say, not every fan is like of what we talk about. So I don't want these people thinking, like, right. we just bashing fans. Because there's some fans that understand mm-hmm. and... They're great. But for the ones who don't and trying to be idiots, <laughs> just look at, take take basketball, look at it in a real life sense. Why wouldn't Tory create that Mike pulled up after he got it done? Yeah. We're not on opposing teams. We play on the same team. Yeah. We battle and practice every day and work hard every day together. You don't want to see this guy succeed because you're going through some tough times? That is it. Some bullshit. Yeah, and that's why this cuts all that out. Like, yeah. that's why I love this podcast because, like, it's not an attack on the fans. This is education. This yeah. is learning right. something right. that maybe you didn't have in your scope prior yeah. to this. Right. So I hope that they get to have that. A uh, couple of things I want to ask you about just about Nuggets again. Michael Malone got his extension. Yeah. How much does he deserve that extension? It's on a very, very basic question. He deserves a lot. We wanted a good team before he got here. He helped turn that around. You need to be rewarded when you do stuff like that. He's unique to say the least like he's a <laughs> he's not abrasive but he's very he, he's a new yorker like that's really the best way to sum him up it feels like but what people don't see is how much he loves his guys yeah. and well do you have any examples of like the ability that he has to connect with his players and so many and that's the thing is that you've been there you and gary oh man there's so many like he gave a lot of us chance to be who we are like gary myself like it's why you chose to stay in Denver, correct? Yeah, that was a big, that was a big, that was a big part of it. Just trusting him. You get what I'm saying? Like I said, if you just look, a lot of the decisions I make is of trust. Like I had a big, I had a, I had more money on the table mm-hmm. when I was a free agent to go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I wanted to see this thing through. I helped build it, so it's like you, we, we going in the right direction. It's like, damn, let me see how far we can take this. I ain't just going to bail. I'm gonna get some more money. Yeah. And it's so unique that like coach is still here, GM is still here, yeah. president is still here, and the yeah. roster has not been flipped over either. You know what I'm, saying? I'm comfortable with them guys. Mm-hmm. G, like I said, he wanna 
That's my guy. Cheap money. Yeah, we we <laughs> basically was here. We we came in together. It's like you know, our pl- on the plane, we sit beside each other. Mm-hmm. Our lockers in the the home locker room is right beside each other mm-hmm. on the road. Like it's hard to just leave that. I know Coach Malone will let me be me. He gonna let me play my game. You might go somewhere else. They might have paid you, but on the low, they might not really like the way you play. Or if it go bad when you get there, they might. I mean, look at you a little different, like, damn. And no one's trying to, like, upheaval their lives just yeah. to move in their yeah, that entire life. Yeah, that was big. That, that would have been a big change, too. That would have been a big change, yeah. too. Well, I appreciate you. Oh, wait, you know what? I got to ask. I had to ask this. Last thing I had to ask. Is there new music coming? <laughs> like, I mean, it, it had to be asked at some point, right? Like, you got to answer. You can keep it in the dark. I, it's totally up to you. But I got to ask. Shit, my girl don't want me to drop no more music. <laughs> <laughs> shit, me and Sosa, man. You never know, huh? Yeah, we just, we want to play it by ear. <laughs> we want to play it by ear, but he always working. Mm-hmm. And if he got something for me, then, yeah. you know. The beats come I through. Mean, I always got I'm going to just say him. this, right? He rap and I drop an EP, so... It will only be right if we did a song together, cause we ain't do no songs mm-hmm. on my. That's what I was curious. So it's like, damn, it could happen. Unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, both of you, for sitting down and kicking it and talking about this. I know that everything wasn't happy and jovial, but it's good to talk about these things, and I really appreciate you guys sitting down. Right, appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flour and concentrates, as well as all the brands you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves in having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find the products that are perfect for you. Their dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet, with ample parking at every location for a senior retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head over to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come visit one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. Again, that is terrapincarestation.com, T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N, carestation.com.